Hey folks, JR. Back for another episode of Mayhem in the Mid-South. This is going to be episode four, Terra in Tate County. Folks, our story is going to be centered around the Mississippi County of Tate, which is in North Mississippi, about an hour's drive from Memphis. Now, to start back at the beginning of this saga in December of 1997, a fella named Jan Michael Brauner, he married a lady named Barbara Kraft. Now, in March of 1998, they had a daughter named Paige. Three years after Paige came along, Brauner and his wife Barbara, they divorced. Now, Barbara was awarded custody of Paige. Barbara and Paige, they lived with Barbara's parents, Carl and Jane Kraft. Now, the Krafts, they had a home there in the town of Sarah, which is located in Tate County, Mississippi. It's over there in the southwest corner of the county. All right, so now it's April of 2001. So they've been divorced about a month. Now, Brawner, he's living with a girlfriend up in South Haven, Mississippi. Now, South Haven, that's right there on the state line with Tennessee and the great city of Memphis. Now, later on, Brawner's going to tell authorities that he was having financial difficulties. And then to, to add to that, he claims that Barbara had told him she didn't want him seeing Paige or being around Paige. And he said that the pressure was just building up, just mounting on him. The day before he committed these homicides, he leaves his apartment there in South Haven about 3 a.m. Now, you know good and well Nobody's up to no good at 3 a.m. in the morning. So he drives down to where the crafts live, and it takes him about an hour to get down there. He shows up over the crafts' house. Well, obviously, he didn't go go up there and just knock on the door and want to have a chat. Now, he kind of couldn't make up his mind what he was going to do. One time he said he was going to go down there and ask Carl Kraft for some money. Then he later said he was going to go down there and rob him. So he gets down there and it's about 4, 4.30 in the morning. 
and he parks his truck. He's got a U-Haul truck, and he parks it down the road from the house, obviously, because you know he's, you know he ain't going up there to ask for money now, not at that time of the morning. And he walks the rest of the way. Now he claims he sat on the front steps from about 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. And I guess he got bored because then he goes to Mr. Kraft's truck. And Mr. Kraft's got a 7mm Ruger in his pickup truck. This is down south, and we do that. We carry rifles in our truck. So he empties all the bullets out of the rifle because he said he didn't want to get shot. Now, I got a solution for that. Don't show up to somebody's house at 4 o'clock in the morning. Anyways, well, he's out there. Well, he hears Mr. Kraft coming outside from the house. So he hides behind Mr. Kraft's truck. Well, while he's hiding behind the truck, a dog starts barking. And Mr. Kraft, he starts looking around, trying to figure out what the dog's barking at. And then Mr. Kraft, he goes back inside the house. Well, now Brawner, he ran away. Because even though Mr. Brawner is not very intelligent, he's intelligent enough to think that, you know, Mr. Kraft may have more than one gun and that maybe Mr. Kraft went back in the house to get one of those guns. So he ran back to his truck and he drove back to South Haven, Mississippi. All right, so now it's April 25th, 2001. Now, Brawner, he gets back in his U-Haul truck. And he drives back down to the craft house. It's around noon. Now, he knocks on the door. No one comes to the door. Looks like no one's there. So he goes back to the truck and he gets him some rubber gloves that he had bought the day before. Makes you think he was planning a burglary, doesn't it? So he's got these gloves on and he takes the slats out of the back door and he gets into the house. And he takes a 22 rifle. So now he goes back out the back door. And he puts the slats back in the door. Now we know he did all this because he told the police he did. So now he's got this rifle and he puts the rifle in his truck. Well, he drives over to where... Carl's working Mr. Kraft so he goes over there and he talks to Mr. Kraft and he asks him he said uh, would it be alright if I go out to the house and wait for Barbara and Paige so that he could see his daughter well Mr. Kraft being the good fellow that he is he says okay that's fine Now, it's obvious from him going into the house and stealing that rifle 
that he already decided how this was going to go. He already decided. So now, Brawner, he goes back out to the craft house and he waits around. Well, he waits. Barbara and Paige, they hadn't come back yet. So he's going to leave a note. And he's going to take off. Well, worst timing in the world. When he's getting ready to leave, Barbara and Paige come up in the car with Miss Craft, Barbara's mama. Well, they pull up in the driveway. Well, now, Miss Craft, she asked Brawner if he'd been to their house the previous day. Of course, now, he tells a big fib, and he says he, he wasn't, which tells you that Mr. Craft probably figured it was him the night before sneaking around. So, now, Barbara tells him that there's a restraining order against him, and he's not supposed to be there. Now, he says he's got a book to give to Paige. So he went to the truck, and he came back with this book. So everybody goes into the house. Now, Jane, she asked Brawner again. Now, Jane, that's, that's Miss Craft. Ask him again, have you been in the house? And... So now Brawner, he's mad. He ain't mad because she's saying something that ain't right. He's mad because he's just mad. And he knows he's wrong. So now he gets so mad, he goes out to the truck and he brings the rifle back in. The same one he just got through stealing from the house. Now, Barbara, his ex-wife, she asked him, what is that? And he said, told her, said, that's your daddy's gun. And then he tells Barbara that she's not going to take Paige away from him. Well, right about then, this is what he later told the police and what was later admitted into the court records. Says about that time, Miss Craft, she starts walking back towards the bedroom. So he shot her. And she goes down. Then he says that Barbara was coming towards him, so he shot her. Then he went over to where Miss Craft is laying there bleeding. And he says, in his words, he put her out of her misery. In other words, he shot her again. Then he goes back over to Barbara, who's laying on top of a, has fallen onto the couch, bleeding, and he shoots her again. Now, this is the part here that is really, it, it, what we've just talked about is bad enough, but this really is infuriating. According to Broner, Paige, his three-year-old daughter, who's just sat there and watched 
her daddy kill her mama and her grandmama. He looks up at her and she's holding up her left arm. Now what's happened is you've got blood, it's blood spatter on her arm because her mama was right there with her when she got shot. So little Paige hadn't been hit, but she's got mama's blood all over And she looks up and she says, Daddy, you hurt me. Now Brawner, he takes her into the bedroom and tells her to watch TV. And then he went back in the living room and started pacing around. So now he's got two dead bodies in the house and he's got his three-year-old daughter back in the bedroom watching TV. Now Brawner finally figures out that, well, Paige is going to be able to identify. And in his own words, he said that I was just bent on killing. So he goes back into the bedroom and he shoots his daughter twice. Kills her too. So then he sits in the house and he waits until Mr. Kraft gets home from work. Now Mr. Kraft, he walks through the front door and Brawner shoots him to death. Now Brawner, he steals $300 from Mr. Kraft's wallet, Jane's wedding ring, that's Miss Kraft, steals it off her finger and he steals some food stamps from Barbara's purse. Now, he gets some Windex from the kitchen and he's trying to wipe away his fingerprints that he, he thinks he may have left in the house. So now that Brawner is taking the lives of four people, he's back in his truck and he drives to South Haven. Now when he gets there, he gives the wedding ring to his girlfriend and he asks her to marry him. And he said he had just bought that ring at the pawn shop. Now later on, his girlfriend at the trial would say that Brawner wasn't acting unusual other than he seemed a little bit tired. Barbara's brother, David Kraft, he finds the bodies the next morning. And when the police get there, he tells them it's probably Brawner. And then he tells them where Brawner lives. So the police up in South Haven, Mississippi, they go over to the apartment where Brawner lives. Now they search the U-Haul and they search his girlfriend's car. Well, they find the 22 rifle and the latex gloves. And then his girlfriend tells him, well, this ring that I got on, he gave it to me. He said he bought it at a pawn shop. So now they got the ring. Now, while Brawner's being held in the Tate County Jail, he goes on and he confesses 
he talks to the chief deputy. Now the chief deputy takes a taped statement from him. So he's got that tape recorder and he's taping that confession. And he lays it all on the line. Everything that I just talked about that came from his confession. Now Brawner, Jan Michael Brawner Jr., he was indicted on four counts of capital murder. Now count one was for the willful murder of his daughter, Candace Page Brawner, while engaged in the commission of the crime of felonious abuse and or battery of a child. Now counts two, three, and four, they were all identical. They were the willful murder while engaged in the commission of the crime of robbery. And that was the murder of his Ex-mom-in-law, Miss Craft, Martha Jane Craft, his ex-wife, Barbara Faye Brawner, and his ex-father-in-law, Carl Albert Craft. Now, Brawner, he gets tried. It's a jury trial, circuit court in Tate County. And this won't come as a shock to you, but he's found guilty of all four counts capital murder. So the jury, they didn't go to the sentencing phase. Not surprising, the jury returns a death penalty on all four counts. So Brawner, he sent down to Mississippi State Penitentiary down in Parchment that's down in Sunflower County. And Parchman Prison is some kind of place. At least that's what I've been told. Now, June 13th of 2012, Brawner is put to death by lethal injection at the penitentiary down in Parchman. So it took about 11 years to get him executed. Now I do applaud the state of Mississippi for executing him in 11 years because if this had been a crime up in Tennessee It'd be 25 or 30 years before he got executed. But, I'll tell you right now, a smoking gun, no doubt who did it, crime like this, it shouldn't have taken 11 years. He should have been executed within 365 days of the jury coming back with the death penalty. Those 11 years of appeals and all that, that, that's, it's just not right. 